I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A that stands for Alex. And I'm the Z that stands for Zach. We're back. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to what we're talking about today. But first, apologies for no uh, podcasts on our final two Best Picture uh, nominees for The Fablemans and for Women Talking. Uh, your boy uh, went to the hospital on Monday. Turns out... Uh, Woke up on Monday <laughs> with some pain and yeah. then woke up late Tuesday afternoon, one organ less. But I'm back, fully good. Just me and my drainage pouch, living, living our best life. I'm surprised we haven't named him. You know or what? her, I don't want to assume. <laughs> You're right. Um, but we did get the final two movies in over the weekend. It is hours away from the Oscar ceremony. Hopefully you've seen our Oscar predictions on our Instagram. Which is at a.z underscore movie review. Also on Twitter, a underscore z underscore movie review. So we're going to go through a quick prediction here. Right. So normally we would have, we, as we had mentioned before, we were going to do a big go through all of them show. We missed some other movies I wanted to watch. That were nominated. I didn't get through all the animated ones like I wanted to. I didn't get to um, to Leslie like I wanted to. Just life got in the way. I hate that excuse, but there there is real no other way. Sometimes you just gotta change your priorities. Anyway, yeah. we're gonna go through all of our predictions, some of which are total guesses, and we're just gonna do lightning round, and then we will couple this together with a full discussion of the show. And you will be able to find out right away if we were right or wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep the prediction part short just because by the time you hear this, you'll know who won. And why do you need to listen to our predictions? If you want to go ahead and skip our predictions, there will be a timestamp in the description so you can get right to our reaction to the show. But here we go. Oscar predictions. Where should we start? Should we start at the top? No, you always want to give away the golden goose first. All right. No. <laughs> Then we'll start with the. Uh, We're going to go with best documentary short. Our, our three, what we labeled total guess. We're going with best documentary short. What did you pick for best documentary short? Best documentary short, I went with The Elephant Whisperers. Do you know what that's about? I assume elephants. That's a safe bet. But in the year of our Lord 2023, I don't think it's appropriate to assume anything. True. I picked How Do You Measure a Year? How do you? 525,600 minutes. I think that's correct. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have live action short. I, uh, based on the fact that it, I know it's on Disney Plus, I chose Les Pupilles. You asked me this like hours ago. What was your prediction? And I have no recollection of saying the red suitcase. Yeah. Great. Good luck to it. Uh, <laughs> Our favorite category, best animated short. No, my favorite category is best animated feature. Well, I mean, in terms of 
Oh, yes. How it was announced back on nomination day. Uh, so many intriguing options to choose, but we we agreed on this one for our total guess. Yes, our complete guess is my year of dicks, which we <laughs> ha ha ha, which we since it's on FX uh, for the time being. We watched it after we guessed. It's delightful in a way. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Next up, best production design. Uh, production design. I went with All Quiet on the Western Front. As I, did I. I think it's going to do extremely well in the technical categories tonight. Just it's that's its strength. That's why it's a best picture nominee. And I think I think we're in agreement on that for sure. Best makeup and hairstyling. What did you go with? Um, I believe I went with All Quiet on the Western Front again. You did. I went with Wakanda Forever. Uh, yeah, the the mud is where. Yeah, is why I picked that. I don't know. I thought the All Quiet. Makeup and hairstyling was intricate for Black Panther. Next is best costume design. I went with Elvis. You went with Elvis. I was going to pick that one, and I, I, maybe I'm a little mad that I didn't. I yeah. went with, again, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I mean, it's not a bad choice, because the, the costume designer for Wakanda Forever won previously for Wakanda Forever, and I believe is the head of that wing. I think she's on the board of governors for the Academy, so oh, cool. maybe some swing there. but. I just think the costume, like when it comes to the things that we liked about Elvis, it certainly looked the part of yes. what it was trying to do. Best visual effects. Best visual effects. I went with Top Gun Maverick. Nice. I did Avatar. I mean, the Avatar one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is a visual effect, which may be the reason it wins. But I think Top Gun, the visual effects are done like in camera which i think is incredible next is best editing we both agreed on everything everywhere all at once when you're hopping between multiverses at the at the thrust of a of a butt plug uh <laughs> oh my God. the editing is uh yeah and you it gets complicated so keeping it all clean and it needs to be good correct next is best cinematography Another agreeance for us, All Quiet on the Western Front is our pick. Yeah, just far and away. Yeah, I mean, so when, when I think of cinematography, I think of some of the shots it had here. Because you get the big wide vistas, you get some close-up stuff, you get the tracking during the war battles. I think, it, uh, I think that's probably, especially with, the, with the, its contenders there, it's not as stacked of a category as it is in, in some other years. But I, I like it for this one. Next up is Best Sound. Best sound, again, I'm keeping with the all-quiet kind of technical sweep. I went um, with Top Gun Maverick for this one. Vroom, vroom. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was very, it sounded like a plane. Yeah, I, I will. That is certainly something that stuck out when we saw it in the theater. And I wouldn't be surprised if it took it. I think it's, it's a hearty contender. But uh, I think I outlined the, the sound nominee when we did the, the full podcast. Next up, best original song. We both agree here, and it's something we haven't seen uh, in RRR, um, Natu Natu, yeah. the song. It won at the Globes. Um, all these others, I don't think any of these other songs are actually used in the film proper. Like, they're all credit songs. Otherwise. Yeah, I don't know. if We're pulling for Riri for the upset, but I think just yeah. for a logic standpoint, that one's probably your front runner. Yeah. Next up, best original score. 
Uh, I stuck with Babylon. We both stuck As with Babylon. I. The it, only good thing of that movie, really. It, it won at the Globes. I think, again, when you're looking at the scores, and I'm trying to think of like the things that stood out from all the other nominees, they're all pretty simple and very background, whereas Babylon is kind of on the front. So Next up was our last total guess, best documentary feature. What'd you go with? I went with Fire of Love because it's the only one that I actually heard of. <laughs> I went with Navalny because it was another one that I had heard of. And it not that Fire of Love um, isn't important, but it sounds from what I understand, it's a little bit more played up for like the oh, story beats, whereas Navalny is kind of a bit more. We real. wouldn't know. We haven't seen them. Right. Wouldn't know. <laughs> Next is best animated feature. This is this is the category that we are unfortunately most sad about not getting yeah. to in full. Yeah, we did see. Uh, Puss in Boots. We did. We saw Puss in Boots with two friends of ours. We were going to do a full, just animated only uh, episode, which, you know, again, life got in the way. So we haven't posted a um, thumbs up, thumbs we down. We haven't. Today. Do you want to do your quick and dirty one right now? It was better than it had any right to be. <laughs> a, a sequel to a spinoff, a, a sequel 13 years after the original spinoff of a sequel of Shrek. Has no business being as good as this is, but it was. Yeah, story fabulous. was fine. The animation was incredible. The too. Animation was yeah. fine. Was I annoyed the whole time? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, unrelated to my theater experience, yeah. but the other one of these I saw was Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh, I saw yeah. that on the plane. It's cute. Whatever. Eh. We picked uh, GDT's Pinocchio on Netflix. It, yeah. Stop motion is it will always be kind of the front runner i guess not front runner but just like it's an extra level of that crap and this is actual stop motion it's not like computer generated stop motion no they made puppets it's gorgeous yeah and it won again one of the globes seems like the odds on favorite there wouldn't speak out about it now we have best international feature this is one where the globes went differently as well they picked argentina 1985 but if you've heard us talk at all here we both agree on all quiet on the western front as the winner here yeah it's the uh the parasite theorem of if you're gonna be nominated for best international and best feature you're probably winning best international yeah following that we have best adapted screenplay this is one where we're split i went with the last movie we saw women talking Women be talking. They they certainly talked <laughs> in that movie. They needed the the adapted screenplay to be able to say all of the words that they said. Exactly right. Um, I went with All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, just based on a book, seemed like a very good adaptation yeah, of it. I only I only question whether or not, um, because it's in a foreign language, how they'll take that for adapted. Like how the Academy will judge it. But we'll find out. We'll find out. Next up, best original screenplay. We agreed on Banshees of Inishirin as your winner here. Yeah, I think I was actually a little torn. This one was felt kind of tight, but Banshees, why not? I went with it because, as I said when we did the podcast, everything on there is word perfect to the script, and I think if, if you know that, then that's something that kind of stands out. Oh, Jenny. Oh, Jenny, yeah. <laughs> Next is Best Director. Yeah, the second to last award of the night will be... Uh, I think this is when it comes to original and director, these are two stacked categories. Indeed. We split on director. I went with the Daniels, Daniel Kwan, and Daniel Scheinert for everything, everywhere, all at once. 
I went with the famous Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Um, I'm a little disappointed we didn't do a full recap yeah. episode for The Fablemans. And I'm, we've also discussed how we're kind of kicking ourselves that we, we waited that long because The Fablemans is actually delightful. Delightful. Quite an enjoyable experience. Yes. Like, yes. If you like big movies and you like Spielberg, like, yeah, it gets a little indulgent for sure. Yeah. But I think the the little uh, bit of camera flare at the end of the movie is worth just a perfect bow on top. Worth the whole thing. Um, yeah. I hadn't realized this, but we are in agreement for three of the four acting nominations. So let's get into that. Best actress in a supporting role. I think we're in agreement on at least the the supporting ones because it's been preordained for so long that they would be the winners and so who did it, we pick we picked for best supporting actress uh angela bassett from wanda forever let's hope she does the thing <laughs> best supporting actor in a or we all oh, you have that okay best oh, supporting actor I who messed do you up have the graphic who do you have um who i do we have? uh i chose we chose kihue kwan from oh, everything yeah. everywhere Team again Data. both of those they've been ordained for quite some time that they're going to win. Here's where we have split. Who did you pick for best actress for best actress? I went with what I believe is the odds on favorite and Kate Blanchett for tar. I went with who will win it. If Kate doesn't win Michelle, yo. Yeah. They're clearly the top two. So no surprise. I'll tell you after sitting with tar, I probably, I like it more than I did in the moment. Yeah. And then best actor. Best actor, I picked. We both picked Brendan Fraser. Yeah, let's uh, just complete the cycle here. That one was a tough one for us because it's that one's been it was pegged so early on, and now you maybe you say, "Oh, well, Austin Butler won a Globe, and Colin Farrell is there, like, do you?" There's a mix there, but I I would be surprised if they don't come back to that uh, for for Brendan Fraser at the end. And finally, finally, we have our predictions for the. Best picture for the 95th annual Academy Awards. Zachary, what'd you pick? I picked the Banshees of Inishirin. I'm holding true to what I think is my favorite movie, but also I'm holding true to my idea of, I think the voting process will help Banshees in the end because of how it does with the, the rank choice voting that Banshees will end up getting the right combination to win here. I'm going with what I think is just flat out the best one, not necessarily my favorite, not doing your strategy angle. This was the best movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Those are our predictions for the 2023 Oscars, which are, were what minutes away from the red carpet. Has it opened? The red carpet, I believe has started. So it's almost two 30 here. West coast show starts at five. We will hop on as soon as the credits are rolling. I'm sure you'll clip in some soundbite or something fun or, or like a... If there is an Oscar moment, it will oh, appear here. This is what my question was going to be. Sure. Do you have any predictions for the show? I know we touched on it a little bit briefly, but do you have any, any predictions for what will happen in the show? I mean, we'll have some bad slap joke at sure, some point with sure. Jimmy Kimmel at the helm here. Um... I think it's going to be kind of bland. Yeah, that's what I had said last time. I, like, They're going to like under. I think I think Jimmy Kimmel is one of the better Oscar hosts of the last couple decades. Agree. So I think if I think he can do a good job of one moving the show along two keeping it 
fun in a way for everybody. And, and you know, I, I'm just, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. I'm, cur- I'm curious about how this plays out because we do have some big movies nominated. Mm-hmm. Who actually shows up for some of these big movies? Do those big movies get their day in the sun? What surprises do we get? There is a rumor floating around right now that Lady Gaga will be performing something. How do you feel about that? Well, I thought she wasn't going to be there because she's filming That's for Joker 2. That's what she told everybody. Hmm. Brianna will secret. certainly be there. Yes, we knew so. that. That's confirmed. I don't... Uh, don't. <laughs> I can't even... Like, what would she even do? He would, she would sing her song, I guess, from Top oh, Gun. Oh, from Top Gun. But, hmm. you know, the song that everybody knows. Actually... When I was with my mom yesterday, they played the one from the first one. And I was like, oh, the Top Gun song. Oh, Take My Breath Away? And then I thought yeah. about what the new one is. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell you one note from it if I tried. No. Uh, it's something about holding a hand. Whatever. Hold my hand. Yeah. That <laughs> has nothing to do with planes. Anyway, okay. We will see you after the show. We want you to feel safe. And most importantly, we want me to feel safe. So we have strict policies in place. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor (laughs) and permitted to give a 19-minute long speech. We're back. We have just finished the 95th Oscars uh, rousing three-and-a-half-hour show. It's it felt longer than it actually was. I thought kind of a boring ceremony as we kind of predicted. I thought it was great. I mean, I it, like I guess all these award shows hit that sort of mid show lull where we just yeah sure we're like wait how many do we have left yeah so certainly some mom- some big moments. Uh, what stands out to you overall about the show before we get into all the specific award winners? Um, I thought Jimmy Kimmel was great. I thought he did a very good job. Yes. His opener was fantastic. He only said the word slap one time, mm-hmm. but still made like uh, maybe half a dozen jokes in relation to mm-hmm. last year's incident. Including, and they were, yep. they were all so good and so funny. They weren't like mean. He never mentioned Will Smith or Chris Rock directly, but they were so funny. Yep. And I thought, like, even the other jokes he had were funny. Um, I thought he did a great job. I thought the the shticks they kept to a minimum. Um, I liked everybody's speeches. It was very emotional um, and also kind of poignant. There weren't, like, people up there just rambling and just, like, overcome by the moment. And they're just like, uh, uh. You know, so yeah. um, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great show. Um, I really liked it. I don't know if I want to say it was the best one I've seen in recent memory, but it's definitely up there. I don't think it's the best. It, it's, it's, it's what the show should be at a minimum, I think, is, is what we saw. Um, Kimmel, I thought was great I, up until the very end. I think, like you said, everything was 
all the mentions to last year were very sly, including the very last joke of the night, which might be my favorite, mm-hmm. with Kimmel walking off stage. Oh my god, he even made an insurrection joke. Like, hey, wow. Th- those got slipped in late in the program, too. But walking off stage, hanging the number for number of Oscars without incident. Uh, because, of course, the last time he hosted, we had the La La Land uh, incident. Oh, my God. And, that's right. And of last year being the the Will Smith incident. So, well, a smooth things, all things considered. No, no. Jimmy Kimmel. There was the covid one where they were they were like half outside or something. Right. There but was in a in a row is, you know, like, oh, number yeah, of, number of days without an incident. Oh, right. And that's. The, we we we're back on the clock. One more one Oscar without incident. <laughs> Can we get two in a row next year? Do you think we'll he see. hosts next year? Because like it was mm. such smooth sailing. Um, I mean, no, no, because these things are always such hard work. I would love if he did because I think he's been consistently the best host they've had uh, over the course of the last I don't know decade, twenty years. But I don't know if he will. It, but the other thing is it's hard to get people to agree to do it. Yeah. So. So what is your peach and pit of the show? A favorite moment and a least favorite moment. Oh, favorite moment. Um, let me conduct my notes here. I guess, you know, it, my favorite moment is something that we kind of knew in terms of the big emotional winners. Like, you would think that at this point in the award season, Kihue Kwan winning might get old. It didn't. You would think at this point in the award season, maybe Brendan Fraser gets upset and, and or his winning gets old. It didn't. Um, I thought those big emotional high points at the end of the show hit as they were supposed to. Uh, it will beginning and end in, in terms of supporting. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, Pitt, I mean... I don't know. There wasn't uh, the Lady Gaga performance. <laughs> I see a lot, some people online praising it. I'm I'm on the fence of no need to be that close to her face. One, two. She was being real weird about it, like it was the greatest moment in history. Very personal to me. It's the it's the Top Gun credits. Relax, lady. Um, <laughs> but I, not not too many in terms of like highs and lows. It's all kind of very small nudges above or below sort of a medium level of enjoyment for me. What about you? I think I agree with my peach being the, the emotional wins, probably my favorite one being Kihei Kwan, um, who won early in the evening. Um, I just started like blubbering the second he got on stage and he's already, you know, a bucket of tears. Um, I think my pit is probably also Lady Gaga. I like you. I saw a lot of people like, "Oh, mother is mothering. Pause up. She slayed." But and I'm like, this was weird to me. Yeah. Um, followed closely behind. So that was probably my biggest pit. If I had to do pick something else for sake of change, I I didn't totally love the elizabeth banks bear thing it wasn't bad in terms of like all the shticks that they've done at the oscars um i think well we'll get into more specifics i won't i won't babble i thought yeah i I thought it was funny i thought that bit was was funny maybe like out of place it's one of those things where like you know with the oscars you're trying to celebrate film 
but you're also trying to make sure you get your advertising dollars in there. So like you're going to get the rock presenting for, you know, whatever, or you're going to have Elizabeth Banks and cocaine bear show up, or you're going to have the little mermaid trailer in the middle of the show, or let's, let's thank Warner brothers for being our competitors for a century. (laughs) Yep. 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 (laughs) Um, do you have a biggest surprise? Oh, Jamie Lee, took you, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I think that's easily the the biggest surprise. She was surprised. Are you night. kidding? <laughs> it's it's one of those things where she won the SAG award, right? So that's a pretty good marker for who ends up winning the Oscar. So maybe not a surprise for some, but it just. I don't know, especially when the, the nominees came out and Stephanie Shu was in there, too, in terms of her competitors for best supporting. I figured either they would split their vote or people of the Academy recognize Stephanie Shu as probably being the more integral part of that movie. Probably, I thought the yeah. better performance. And then maybe that would take away. And all of a sudden, maybe you get Carrie Condon winning or Angela Bassett, you know, maintains her, her globe wind over the Oscars and... Jamie Lee Curtis gets her name called for the very first time. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if maybe she had like a a good, uh, campaign. Yeah, she was everywhere, everywhere Certainly with was. sound yeah. bites and just like retweetable things for weeks now. Yeah, I, I now that you mention it, I, I, it's clicked in my head that I have seen her <laughs> a lot more recently. Yeah. And the voting goes right up until Tuesday of the week of. So it's not like there's not a chance for that to happen. But uh, her surprise is, is that surprise sort of bends into my surprise. Not that it won, but the, the biggest winner of the night is indeed everything everywhere all at once. Seven Academy Awards tonight, uh, including Best Picture, including Best Actress for Michelle Yeoh, a surprise for me as well. Um, and Kihei Kwan and Jamie Lee Curtis taking both supporting actor acting nominations. Uh, I saw a note this week that even before the Oscars based on the entire award season. And I, I think there's probably just more awards overall at this point, but everything everywhere all at once is the most awarded movie of all time, surpassing return of the King Lord of the Rings. It Lord of the Rings return of the King over the course of the award season had something like, 113 total wins and now with the oscars in hand i think it's well over 150 for everything everywhere holy crap that's including you know globes and sag awards and producers guilds and everything else like independent spirit something whatever and i'm sure i think everything everywhere still gets independent spirit nominations whereas lord of the rings would not so that's you know none of it truly material all to say the most awarded film of the award season, the most awarded film of Oscar night, your best picture winner. Have a day, A24. That is their first Oscar. Anyone uh, who works for that company, I feel like, is going to have the day off tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it's certainly a, a, an incredible achievement for them. Again, beating out Netflix. Uh, Suckers. Although Netflix did get its fair share of things with heck yeah the other surprise that was annoying the people of the internet during the middle of the show a string of wins for all quiet on the western front which ended up i think with five wins overall 
a lot of the technical ones the technical categories best original score was probably the biggest surprise that it pulled off uh beating out longtime favorite babylon for best score and would you like to demonstrate uh the the power of all quiet on the western front for us no you can do it okay I mean, that's you heard that plenty of times, and that's what people kind of commented online was if I hear that goddamn inception bass oh, drum injected into my veins that that literally and I tweeted this that's literally what got it to win best score, honestly, <laughs> that's what I believe because it was so good, and it was so not period, you know it mm-hmm. you, it's one of the first things you hear when the movie starts, and it kind of snaps you into place of like, oh crap we're we're going, okay, yeah. Uh, in terms of us, our predictions, which you just heard on the podcast, uh, I don't know if I counted correctly in, in terms of the total, but either way, I think you edged me out by at least one uh, of the 23 categories. If my count is correct, you got 13 out of 23 and I got 12 out of 23. Well, you know, yeah. I think you probably <laughs> won of the pure guesses. You got those right. Yeah, see... Th- I got two of the total guest categories absolutely correct because I knew it the whole time because I am good at this. Um, um, I think I'm also good at this having won the count, I, sir. I, I guessed out of the blue that the elephant documentary and the Russian dissident documentary would, uh, would win the day. And sure enough, I, I, <laughs> they pull off wins out of the blue so that that buoys my total a little bit so i think no matter what in total in terms of the things that we actually knew yes you you edge me out all right you want to get into it then sure um would you like to do it as we've done before go bottom to top or do you want to go top to bottom since we already know who won let's just go bottom to top all right we'll start at the bottom of our list here Best documentary short film uh, winner was The Elephant Whisperer. One of my pull it out of thin air uh, wins uh, looked uh, from from what I saw in the clips looked important. Indigenous peoples and elephants and things like that. Yep. Good to know. Uh, so here. one for Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's let's keep the official count here as as we go through things. A giant Z and a giant A and tally marks. All right. One for me. Uh, Best animated short film. This is one, again, we pulled out of thin air. We got this wrong. We had both picked Year of Dicks. uh, Beautifully uh, said by Pedro Pascal. Um, You know that's going to get clipped to all hell on the (laughs) internet. Uh, And the actual winner is The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. we Beautiful animation. That. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah. Best live action short film. The winner, uh, we both got wrong. The winner was An Irish Goodbye, which when it comes to pulling things out of thin air, that was my second pull out of thin air choice. But I went with, you know, the Disney Plus Les Pupilles. Um, and Irish Goodbye, that was one of the, the, the fun moments of the night where they sang Happy Birthday to one of the stars on stage. Who, yeah. Uh, I think he was a, a special needs mm-hmm. uh, actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, a, a nice little moment. Um, best makeup and hairstyling. This one, I think, is another one that we both missed on. 
No, best makeup and hairstyling. You picked All Quiet on the Western Front, and I picked Wakanda Forever. And the oh, winner yes, was The right. Whale. Sorry. Sorry, uh, so I got that we, confused with a different one. We did both miss out on that one. That one, they, they heralded the, uh, what did they call it? Like technological prosthetic or yeah, something like that like digital digital friendly prosthetic that allowed them to put the ba- put the fat suit on brendan fraser while still allowing his face to move properly to emote this incredible performance of which he he won for yes rightfully so sure i mean that had been pegged a while ago but it just it didn't seem like there was a lot of support for it yeah. because of many reasons and one of them being when they're standing up there on stage you have a shirtless obese man behind them and it's just like wow look at how we made this not fat guy look super fat and it's like that's not the best um yeah best look there yeah uh best costume design this is one where you picked up a point yes Uh, you picked elvis i picked wakanda forever and ruth e carter wins her second I really statue. liked her speech. Um, I liked that her cards matched her gown. You know, that's a costume design. Costume at her, design, at her best. right? <laughs> and uh, a just a very eloquent speech about you know how working on that film was and the grief involved with all of it. Um, and she had also mentioned that her mother had died recently, and just a nice callback to. Chadwick Boseman as well, who's also passed. Um, yeah, very nice, very well deserved, and of course significant because Ruthie Carter is now the first African American woman to have won two Oscars, winning two Oscars for two black led, black directed features of comic book movies, nonetheless. Uh, so awesome, awesome, awesome for her to win. I again, I didn't think she would, but. Props to her for. for I taking guess home they the had mentioned she used like 3D printing for some of her costuming, which was sure impressive if sure. you have that time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, best original score. Uh, we we mentioned it already, but the surprise winner there, all quiet on the Western Front, beating out Babylon. We both had Babylon in that one, right? Yes. Yeah. So Volker Bertelman wins for All Quiet on the Western Front, who gave a very subdued. Uh, oh, thank you very much for, for winning speech. <laughs> uh, moving on. Best original song. This one was pretty much a lock. Also, let's talk about the performances of mm-hmm. the best original songs. I think this is the time to do that. Um, you had applause from Tell It Like a Woman, music and lyrics by Diane Warren, which was there. It happened. It occurred as part of the program. Sophia Carson is not my favorite, and I don't think that performance did her any favors i think she looked pretty Mm -hmm. but sounded a little weird the song was repetitive and basic i guess i don't know we have this is a life from everything everywhere all at once uh music by ryan lott david byrne it was performed by stephanie sue and david byrne who i believe is from the talking heads um who came on stage with the, the hot dog fingers. Yeah, that was fun. fun. Um, you didn't like that performance, though. I thought it... I, I think the audio didn't do them any favors. It just sounded like a garbled mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll leave the winner for last year. The, 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 the top-billed performers of the night were 
Lady Gaga surprisingly showing up for Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Yes, after weeks of saying that she was too busy filming, she just surprised everyone and, yeah. uh, and performed, this, performed this song from Top Gun that I still don't know how it goes. And it just was a whole, it was a really weird thing. Nobody introduced her. She just sat on like a stool. Yeah, everybody else had like a, a proper award show. Oh, and here's uh, Kate Hudson to yeah. announce. Oh, this song is about blah, blah, blah. Here to perform Lady Gaga. Lady, it just, the camera just swung to a super close up of Lady Gaga who wiped off her Harley Quinn makeup to... <laughs> She did not have Harley Quinn makeup. She was made up for the carpet yeah. and then took it all off. To wear just a black t-shirt and ripped jeans and Converse. And just like get super zoomed in on and sing a very personal song from the credits of Top Gun 2. <laughs> I, yeah, she said something about it being like a very important song to her. I was confused by the stylistic choices of everything and that kind of took me out of the moment. So I... I don't know. Not my fave. Then we had uh, my favorite perform. Well, not maybe my favorite, but lift me up from black Panda Wakanda forever performed by Rihanna who knocked knocked it out of the park. She was I great. think she sounded the best. Yes. Like, uh, did she have the best performance? No, I don't think so. But I, I, I think her vocals were the strongest. Um, everything else was a little simple, which is fine. Cause you only have so long, but. And then the winner pegged for a long time to be the winner. Natu Natu from RRR, a fantastic performance of it on stage. The live with the dance, the whole Bollywood dancers and the live singers. It was uh, everything that I, I wanted from that performance and it, it knocked it out of the park easily. Fully agree. It was so fun. Um, also, whoever introduced that number, whoever that woman was, she was gorgeous. And like, just worked the crowd perfectly. Work, you know, honed her moment. Who I, who, I feel bad because I don't know her name, but she was she was stunning. She was great. And then the uh, winner, when he accepted the award, I, I I don't know which one of these names on here is his, unfortunately. But he talked about his love of the Carpenters and sang a song while on there. If you can get your original song person to sing a song while accepting the award. You've got a winner. You probably hired the right guy. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you did a good job. <laughs> uh, next up, best cinematography. Well, let me mark down that we both got a win for song. Um, best cinematography goes to All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, did we both have that for cinematography? Yes. All right. So another win for the both of us. I thought that was an easy win. A light category in cinematography. Something interesting that I saw today that I, we didn't bring up in the preview. Roger Deakins, uh, who's a longtime renowned cinematographer, uh, won previously for Dune, uh, has won for other things before, I, I believe. Well-renowned. He said that the biggest snub of the cinematography this year was the Batman and that it oh. wasn't picked because of pure snobbery. Really? According to Roger Deakins. Which, so he's a reputable source. I don't even kind of believe that. I think the Batman definitely should have gotten more award recognition than just generally. Yeah, it got it got some noms in what sound. If and, we can if we can nominate Wakanda Forever or yeah. 
you know, these Marvel movies for this kind of stuff, the Batman should totally be in there. It's one of the best movies, one of the best DC movies they've come out with in a long time. At least in the technical categories. And again, I maintain a snub for original score nomination at the Agreed. very least. Uh, moving on, best visual effects. Uh, I, I, I tried to be different about this because I thought, you know, they got to give Top Gun something for its visual splendor. And I, 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 I galaxy brained it. The, the easy winner the entire time was what you picked. Avatar The Way of Water wins for visual effects. Uh, I mean, of course. Yeah. You, you created the entire thing visually with real actors in a dunk tank. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, Jim Cameron not on, on hand for oh the Oh, my awards. God. Jimmy Kimmel had a great joke about oh that. God. Who else wasn't there that was, like, notable? Uh, well, Tom Cruise wasn't there. Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. Okay, so, but right. But he makes yeah. this joke about how, oh, so he makes the joke about how Tom Cruise is being heralded as his movie saving saving the 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 Cinema, concept of people theaters. going back to the movie theater, yeah. and James Cameron aided that by making the the most successful movie of all time, and it's also the longest. And these are the two people that don't show. <laughs> you did all this work to get people back in the theater and you didn't come to the theater for the award show. Yeah, that was pretty good. It was a brilliant joke, but also points made. I was like legitimately mad almost because like, Jim, I sat through your pool movie. <laughs> okay. You could at least just like show up, have a drink and then go home. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Next up, uh, winner for best sound was Top Gun Maverick taking home the sound category. I thought this was all quiet, especially with the way the night was going for all yes. quiet. I figured, oh, they'll take this in a walk. Uh, did we pick either of this? Did, you picked you all quiet on the Western front. I get the point for picking Top Gun Maverick. There we go. Uh, so for those keeping track, Alex currently has a two score lead over me through through the categories here. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the thing that the thing that annoyed me even after they won, though, was like when it comes to sound design or because they, they've combined the sound categories, it's not sound design and sound editing. It's just sound now. Mm -hmm. All they did was literally record jet planes, whereas like other people have had to recreate jet planes in a sound studio, like with, <laughs> you know, trash cans and a paper bag. Well, I guess that's what makes it the best. If you want an F-18 to sound like an F-18, you better go record an F-18. Yeah, I, I, that tracks, I, I assume. <laughs> uh, next up, best production design winner, All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, I believe that was a double pick for us. Yep. Yeah, I, pretty easy when you get the the period piece war film that was as technically resplendent as it was. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? That's, that's your winner. Correct. Uh, best film editing went to everything everywhere all at once. Uh, we both picked that as well. Uh, it just made sense. As, as we said in the predictions, you got to edit that thing well to make it make sense. The, the thing that was interesting about the guy who won uh, Paul Rogers, he mentioned only his second film. Yeah, which is there was a lot of that, you, like the the actor, the lead actor, the guy who played Paul in All Quiet. Mm -hmm. That was his first movie. Yeah. And it's a massively successful Academy Award winner. The, I mean, I appreciate the the recognition that these, you know, newbies are getting. Good on you. 
<laughs> next up, another one that I pulled out of my ass. Uh, best documentary feature. The winner was Navalny. Uh, kind of a one of the more memorable award speeches because you had the the uh, creator of the actual documentary as well as Navalny's wife and and daughter, I believe, on stage. And uh, he gave way to let her the the wife uh, speak and give a message to Navalny, who's you know locked up in a Russian prison for having the audacity to not be killed by the KGB's assassination attempt. <laughs> the audacity. Ay ay Um. Uh, yeah, that one. I don't know if I thought about it for ten more seconds, it seemed a little more obvious. But uh, yeah, you take the point for that one. Best international film again we it was kind of an easy walk there for all quiet on the western front mm-hmm. if you're nominated for best picture and you're nominated for best international film probably gonna get that one yep and it did next the best animated feature film we were spot on with this too with guillermo del toro's pinocchio uh guillermo gave pretty much the same speech he's given anytime he's won animation is cinema etc cetera, etc cetera. we support the mission yeah fully endorse even though we didn't do it this year <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, best writing adapted screenplay. This is one where I picked up a point. You um, did. Good call. Uh, winner, Sarah Polly for Women Talking. You took the book, you made it into a stage play, and you put it into a movie. Good job. <laughs> that was my criticism with, with Women Talking, is that it just, it is very dialogue heavy, mm-hmm. and there just isn't a lot happening there. Um. It, I guess that's what makes a good screenplay. Yeah. Again, when you're adapting a work, I think that that makes that tracks. Uh, best well, or- to be fair, the my pick was the other one that was also adapted from a book. So, yeah. But I again, I <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. I know. What you mean. I, I still just wonder if the uh, being it being in a foreign language when it came to the script was something that was a hang up for the Academy. But anyway, uh, original screenplay. Uh, I believe we both lose on this one. The winner is Everything Everywhere All at Once. This is the first time the Dangles both got on stage to accept their award, and they were a delight every time they went up on stage. They were. Very poignant speeches, very um, just well-articulate, everything well-said, concise. What I said at the beginning of just, like, there was no, like, stumbling and bumbling. It was all done with purpose, and um, they are actually delightful. Yeah. Not that I had any reason to believe the contrary, but confirmed. Uh, best Supporting Actress. As we mentioned, the, this was one of the first awards of the night, and it was the biggest surprise right out of the gate. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis winning for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think we kind of set our thoughts there, but any other thing to mention on Jamie? Um, her first Oscar win. Good for her. She's been in it a long time. Yeah. Been in the game. If you... If you haven't seen her in anything and you don't want to see her in this, watch Freaky Friday. She's phenomenal well, I, in that. I guess the things to mention here are maybe not Jamie Lee Curtis, but the reactions uh, Oof, off of Jamie Lee Curtis. Straight. Oh, so she was super excited. She's just sitting in her chair, clutching whoever she could, screaming, oh, shut, shut up. up, shut up. Oh, shut up. Um, Angela Bassett serving straight ice. <laughs> just nothing. Just nothing there. Carrie Condon, also a little chilly. Yeah. Everyone else, just a respectful clap. Every uh, And then every time a, a, a big name mainstream black actor would come on stage, they would sort of give a nod to Angela, most notably Michael B. Jordan, giving a, hey, auntie. 
because uh, it was so stage. good in the movie. Yeah, a, a, a classic moment. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, we we miss on that. Best supporting actor again. We both called that. It was foretold way back when. Kihei Kwan winning for everything, everywhere, all at once. He um, was delightful. Yeah, he he gave one of the more memorable speeches of the night. Uh, basically pointing to himself and saying, "This is the American dream." My the life that I've lived, you know, with his parents coming over on the on boats and finding his way through cinema and then working his way. He's had such an up and down career to see him finally get this uh, culminating moment is uh, is pretty awesome for, yeah. for him. Yeah. And he reacted appropriately. Yeah. I was I was kind of hoping for another moment of like him getting his first opportunity with Spielberg, but. He did that at the Globes. I'm not mad it wasn't retread, but I just I got I got my heartstrings pulled when um his interaction with Harrison Ford. Yes. So that that worked out just fine. Yeah, Harrison Ford was the presenter for Best Picture and you know, they had they had a moment on stage where I was like, Holy shit, it's Indian short round standing next to each other on, on the Oscar stage. Best actress, uh the winner here, Michelle Yeoh. Not necessarily upsetting, but upending Kate Blanchett for Tar. Um, if it wasn't one, it was going to be the other. Exactly. Basically, yeah. Um, we got to see a uh, blonde. I saw all <laughs> I wanted to see a blonde. How about that? Yeah, I just you you're watching the screen, and then you hear Anna Darmus's voice as Mich- uh, Mar- Marilyn Monroe, and again I say, why? Um, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> best actor. We were afraid that there was going to be an upset. I was hopeful if there was going to be an upset, it would be for Colin Farrell. Either way, we stayed the course. Brendan Fraser completes his career renaissance of, of the award season and gets the best actor for The Whale uh, and gave a very nautically themed speech. Very nautically themed speech. Lots of, lots of references there. About scuba diving and air tubes and being a whale and going to the bottom of the ocean, but also something about a ship. Like the, like a whale sized talent of Hong Chao. Yes. <laughs> something about knots. Probably. I don't know. Uh, best director goes to the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once, which I called you were hoping for Spielberg, but it was, I was, but uh, it, it was around the original screenplay win where I said, Oh, okay. They're going to win everything else right now, aren't they? And then they did. And then they sure enough did. They get the Best Director Award. Um, And, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you don't think you're going to win the Best Director, so you kind of gave all your good speech for the Best Screenplay. Sure. So then you get up there and it's like, ah, what do we say? Uh, Who else did we thank already? They still, like I said, though, they still kind of kept it tight, so Mm -hmm. good on them. Uh, And then Best Picture... Winner goes to everything, everywhere, all at once, beating out the field of 10 to take the Oscars crown, which means I did count mostly correct. And I you think beat you were me short, out. So. Eh, either way, you beat me out by a point, one way or the other. I would also like to take this opportunity to mention that this is my second year in a row correctly predicting the best picture winner between yep. the two of us. Yep. Well, I, look, I think. You were more on a limb with Coda last year than 
I like if you would ask me to pick Coda, it would it would have been like four or five on my list of of picks. This one, it was it was kind of me hoping with my heart. But in, I it, tried to get you to not do that. You always yeah. get you always get blinded by the Irishness of anything. It's not necessarily the Irishness. I it is legitimately <laughs> my favorite movie of the year, not because it's Irish, but because I genuinely and I thought it was funny. I thought it was well scripted. I thought it was well acted. But that's the problem is that it's not about your favorite. Well, it's not even about not even just your favorite. It's not about the favorite. It's the best. And again, I I had the thought of. I still think that maybe this is still just a hair too weird for the Academy to fully embrace. And based again, based on the number of things it won completely wrong. Not, not to say that it's not a deserving winner in any case. It certainly is. Um, again, of seeing all the 10 best picture winners, it was in my top two. I, you know, I wanted heart of hearts banshees to win, but it's not like, uh, it's not like the Fableman's one or something where it was like, all right, that was like my, I liked it fine enough. And it was yeah. my fourth favorite. Everything everywhere all at once is a very deserving winner. As I mentioned, it's the most awarded movie of an award season ever, which is strange because it's certainly not the best movie of all time by any means, but it is the most recognized movie of this year. And it deserves, it deserves every award it got. I don't have any problem other than no. maybe the Jamie Lee Curtis one, but that's minimal in the long run. Yeah. I think I'm just better at this than you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly the best at picking documentaries out of the blue, <laughs> uh, in terms of what, what's an award worthy documentary. Um, but that's small. Let me check my notes here for anything else. I, I some, some notes from the opening monologue. There was a flyover. Uh, by some F-18s. Quote, unquote, live. Yeah. Well, no, I did see a tweet from, I know I follow some people that cover high school sports in Pasadena, and they were like, why does it sound like there's military jets overhead? (laughs) And there was literally military jets going over, you know, the valley. Um, For a bit? I guess. Like, how wasteful is that? Well, they have to do some practice runs, I guess. So, again, a flyover for an indoor event, always interesting. Jimmy Kimmel arrived via parachute and not very slowly. He kind of landed gingerly. That was a uh, good on him. Uh, some, some early shots at uh, Babylon for losing money. Holy crap. <laughs> that was like his first joke where everyone in the room was like, Oh, uh, yeah, I think I did myself. Certainly. Uh, we had, he mentioned that there were a lot of Irish nominees between Banshees and the long and the Irish goodbye, <laughs> basically saying that more, Despite everything they did last year or in the in the last year to prevent a fight on stage, the amount of Irish nominees increased the likelihood of a fight on stage, which we did not have. He also said that if you are to commit an act of violence on this stage tonight, you will immediately be handed uh, best actor. So, <laughs> that was again, so funny. Referencing the the incident without referencing the incident. Um, we had some more slap jokes. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel said something to the effect of, we hope that this one goes off without a hitch and without hitch. That was excellent. So Uh, clever. Put your hands together and keep them to yourself. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, There was the other bit where he was like, if you want, if you come up here 
to like attack me or whatever, you'll have oh. to go through. And if any of you get mad at a joke and decide you want to come up here and get jiggy with it, <laughs> it's not going to be easy. There are a few of my friends you're going to have to get through first. You're going to get, have to get through the heavyweight champ, Adonis Creed, before you get to me. You're going to have to do battle with Michelle Yeoh before you get to me. You are going to have to beat the Mandalorian before you get to me. You are going to have to tangle with Spider-Man. You are going to have to... You are going to have to tangle with Fableman. Steven Spielberg, or Fableman. Oh, yeah. For speed, right. Steven Spielberg. Right. Yeah. And even if you get through all of them, you will have to face Guillermo. And then they cut to Guillermo del Toro. And he's like, no, no, not that Guillermo. And then it cuts to his uh, late night show guy, Sidekick. which is yeah. just very, very funny. Very good. Apparently, that's only Kimmel's third time hosting. I thought he had hosted more than that, but yep. only third time. So, well, I guess. Okay. Yes. So he hosted, <laughs> or did he host the, the COVID Emmys? Did he host the COVID Oscars or the COVID Emmys? I don't. No, the COVID Oscars didn't, didn't have, have a host because Kevin right. Hart was supposed to host, right? And then didn't. So I don't remember his first one, but obviously the other one was La La Land Moonlight. Yeah, yikes. which he's rectified that. I mean, that wasn't even his fault. No, but that's what everyone's going to remember that for. But no, uh, no incident of that level or year or last year's tonight. Just a very good, good solid award show overall. Did he host it last year? No, 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 no. I'm One saying, we forgot. Moonlight, La La Land. Now this. One. Okay, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's the second sorry. time I've tripped you up. On Who that. hosted last year? Oh, it was like Amy Schumer, yeah, Regina Amy Hall, Schumer, and Hall. Wanda Sykes. Yep. Just get rid of Amy Schumer. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Regina Hall, great. She's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking about her Kevin Costner bit the other day when she had to accept the uh, Golden Globe for Kevin Costner because he was sheltering in place because of like high oh. winds in Santa Barbara. <laughs> uh, what, a, what a time this award season has been. I know. And now it's over. Yeah, we got through it. This, you know, despite uh, some some work troubles, despite some uh, trips to the hospital, we got through award season. We saw the Best Picture nominees. We got through the Oscars without incident. And now we're on the other side. We can yeah. enter in the summer of movies and relax on, on our way to the theater. I'm going to call it right now Best Animated Feature Winner for 2024 will be the Mario movie. You know, there's probably some indie Netflix thing that we haven't thought about. God damn it. <laughs> but... In terms of like what I no, you know what Elemental. Well, I would love love for Elemental to win. Have sight unseen. Yeah, did the, put, did the Lego Movie win? No, okay. The Lego Movie wasn't even nominated, and they just gave it like See. breadcrumbs to sing. Everything is awesome to open the show. Yeah, that's why like Super Mario Bros. Movie. The, every trailer we get, we got another one this week. Looked great again, and then Chris Pratt spoke for a bit, and I still was like meh, but. I think the, mo the movie is going to be so fun and I'm just going to be standing there like staring daggers at future Garfield actor Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh my God. He, again, this isn't something I'm making up. No, He's I know. doing this. I know. No, don't everyone forget. He is still going to be in our animated lives as... That won't get nominated, but I'm, I'm <laughs> going to... You say that. <laughs> I'm going to call it. I'm going to say the Mario movie will win. Interesting. 
I'd be, I, I don't, Elemental wins, I'm going to be stoked to be wrong. Yeah. Um, do we want to give any thoughts on the Little Mermaid trailer? Because it was the other big news, quote unquote, of the, of the show. I agree with your thought that it looks like the most promising live action remake that Disney's done so far. And certainly Low the bar. most. Wow. Yeah. Certainly the most ambitious looking. Yeah. I mean, but we're doing this underwater thing again. I agree with what you said, though, because I, I saw a tweet with somebody had a bunch of screenshots like a week ago, too. They every time they do these live action things, they make them so dark, like like dark looking yeah. visually just like yeah it's why just, is the color palette so muddy it's dark and murky and weird and and in the trailer you get a bit more of the color for what i'm sure is the under the sea sequence i but guarantee like, you they edited that poster and just brightened the hell out of that shit but it even yeah. still looks sort of like muddy like you said yeah surprised I, by harvier bardem as king triton yeah i didn't know that, that was who that was but yeah a, a choice to be sure um I don't know. I cautious optimism. I I liked so they they introduced this with a little segment literally during the show of um, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy who plays Ursula coming out with Halle Bailey who will be playing Ariel. And who looked like she was on her way to prom. She was, yeah, <laughs> and she was cute and funny. And and one of the things that I noticed when she was talking was that I said to you like. Well, she's got the giggle down. Like, yeah. she's just got this, like, you know, squeaky voice and not in, like, a negative way, but it's just, like, this very sweet tone. Um, she does have good vocals mm -hmm. for this. Like, I just, I have no reason to believe that it's bad, but I'm also just not, not, not confident. I don't. Mm. I here's here's the one thing. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I this and this is really weird and kind of oh maybe almost backwards. Um I know that Lynn Manuel Miranda is involved with this project and he loves adores shrines upon the little mermaid. He literally named his first child Sebastian because he loves the little mermaid. Which when we talk about Sebastian Oh, no like they tried to make him look like a real crab and sure enough he, well, yeah he, same he's as a flounder crab. well flounders but flounder is always gross but no because in the animated one he's like he's <laughs> like this cute little fish and I'm in this one fish. i'm like Ugh. yeah um Let's they they tried fish. they tried to like course correct because when they did the lion king it was just like oh wow that's a lion wow you drew a cat yeah but it's like the thing about animated features is that they can be a little more expressive a lion does not have those same kinds of expressions so i think they like overcorrected in that sense so they gave they gave real flounder a cartoony like face on like but with like hyper realistic lines yeah, i guess it's the way yeah it's yeah. terrifying just yeah. google it but i don't know Lin-Manuel is attached to this project. He holds the Little Mermaid in a very high regard. And I, I, do, I do trust the artistic integrity of Lin. However, there's, there's even powers beyond Lin-Manuel that can't, can't be ignored. Mm -hmm. 
Bob. What's what's <laughs> do we know what's next on the Disney Live remake? Uh oh gosh. Well, they're doing Lilo and Stitch for Disney. Oh Plus, my god, remember? I forgot. Zach Galifianakis is playing one of the aliens that comes to get Stitch. Uh let's see. Sure. I it, 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 time. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Um do you have any other fashion thoughts? I know you're a big red carpet person. Did anything stand out to you about the looks from the evening? I thought Cara Delevingne had no business being there, but looked fabulous. <laughs> um, I thought Jessica Chastain looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the only ones in the audience wearing a mask. As far as I could tell, the only wasn't. one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. I liked her purple. It looked very nice. It wasn't my favorite. Mm. Um, you were very sad about Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh showing up in a friggin' like hotel bed comforter. Yeah. What the hell was that? I don't know. So bad. I don't even bother commenting on the men because like there's no. They're point. all very nice tuxedos um, for the most part. Mm. There wasn't any that I was besides Florence. There wasn't any that I was just like, what the fork are you doing should we retain the trio of lily singh ashley graham and vanessa hudgens as red carpet hosts absolutely not should we return the champagne carpet back to red because it's the red carpet yes it's iconically known as the red carpet why did they change that you know i really don't know let's see okay i found i found the list (laughs) upcoming Peter Pan and Wendy supposed to drop on in Disney April. Plus. The little- Again, that one also looks dark as hell. White. Yes. Use some lightning yes. on that, please. The Little Mermaid dropping in May. Oh, Snow White starring Rachel Ziegler. Oh. Dropping in March of 2024. Shit. A Mufasa origin story. Dropping in July. Excuse me. Oh, uh, we have Hercules. Directed by Guy Ritchie. Oh, Remember right. that, like... Lock the right TikTok Hercules. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God. We're cut. See, the problem is we're now coming all the way around to your and I's childhood in terms of these things. And it's like you're really stepping on some some boundaries here. Hold on, sir. Hold yeah. on. Um, Untitled Aladdin sequel. Do we think it's just because we want that Aladdin actor to get work again? No, because he's going to be Ezra Miller in one of the Star Wars movies. Ezra Bridger. Not is, Ezra he, Miller. is he really? No, he should be, though. Well, obviously not, since he hasn't really done anything since Aladdin, and he was, like, so boring in the Aladdin movie as Aladdin. Yeah, also directed by Guy Ritchie. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Guy Ritchie used to do some really cool movies, now he's just making Following Disney that, remakes. we have an untitled Jungle Book sequel directed by guys, John Favreau. Guys, Friggin' guys. why? <sighs> Hunchback. That could be great if they do it right. I, Untitled I, Cruella sequel. Don't need it. I have no faith in any of this. Tink. Oh, yeah. Right. The there Tinkerbell is, movie. There is plenty of this that can be. Some of it's Disney Plus. That can be shelved or yeah. just like done away with. Well, like, isn't, isn't Bob, Bob Iger's whole thing right now? He's pulling back on Marvel, pulling back on Star Wars. Why don't we, Bob? <laughs> Save the Disney brand. Like, (laughs) forget the things that you've acquired. Save the core Disney brand. Yeah, from being just besmirched. Put it on the shelf. 
pay some money to the animation team, make something new and incredible to inspire the next generation. Original. Original. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's in the pipe too. I won't look that up, but I have, I'm sure there's something. I have sword in the stone. (sighs) Robin hood. But he's a Fox. I know. That would be so weird if they did a live action movie with the animals. <laughs> I'm not exactly rolling in coin, bruv. Oh, God, no. Um, Bambi. I remember hearing that. A live action Bambi. Jesus Christ. Uh, live action Aristocats. <laughs> <laughs> and then the list rounds out with Lilo and Stitch, which I just don't need want or will enjoy uh, i i have that feeling about two-thirds of that list really <laughs> like some of them i just accept you're gonna do it and i can't do anything to stop you at this point but other things it's like just you know reconsider i remember when the they, ink's still wet they did cinderella was the first one right the lily james one yeah yeah i remember seeing that and actually really liking it because i felt like it was hard to I because I don't I don't know I just remember was it the Cinderella or was it the um Alice in Wonderland ones? Well, yeah, the Alice in Wonderland ones came first, but I think this like this charge of like these Disney like um you know tent poles really um just these iconic pillars within the brand these that's what they were really diving into, especially like a princess one. That's that's some. That's some sacred territory you're wandering into. But I remember like having emotion evoked from watching this movie, despite knowing what was going to happen. And I was like, you know, what? OK, maybe they're not bad. And I d- no. it has not continued since I was not interested in Pete's Dragon. I was not interested in the Jungle Book. I, I, I really wanted to like Beauty and the Beast because Emma Watson's my mm-hmm. homegirl. But same yikes. I, I even gave some rope for the Aladdin yeah, remake. That was awful. Like I, I enjoyed it to a point, but there's also things in it that are just like like Jasmine's extra song was bad and you know, it's Blue Will Smith. Blue Will Smith yes, Blue Will Smith, not great. I thought it's an interesting take on the genie and I kind of like some of the things they do yeah. with the song, but like again, that only goes so far when the original is one of the most iconic iconic things you've ever done that's what i said the second we found out that that was happening i said the the moment they realized they were going to have to recast or redo robin williams performance they should have just stopped the whole thing because there's no point i agree it's probably however dollar dollar bills mean more than that no return now anyway we're so far (laughs) from the oscars sorry um any again, any final Oscar thoughts before we officially put a bow on awards season here at the A plus Z movie review podcast? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy this slate of 10 nominees for best picture? Sorta. Compared to years past. Um, more so this time, yeah. Than than last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I it was certainly a a more diverse in terms of types of movies um but on the whole it's you know i don't think anything was like wow this is truly like transcending me when it comes to film it's like everything everywhere all at once is an incredible movie that i think will be held up for a long time but it 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 has a limit banshee of nishiran my favorite movie of of the last year has a limit 
Uh, I, I think the thing that probably transcends the most is maybe something like Top Gun, but in terms of awards impact, minimal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I overall I think the awards did their job in awarding and recognizing the best films of the year. Some snubs on the on the edges for sure. That Jimmy Kimmel did a great job of recognizing. He really I did. Thought yeah, that calling was out, excellent. Calling out the Woman King, calling out Dolly De Leon, um, and um, Till. And Till, that was one that we we hadn't mentioned previously, but I know many had said was a, was a a miss that yep. that it didn't get included in in the roster of nominees. So good good on him for for pointing that out for sure. Yep. Until next time, we'll see you on award season. And we'll see you at the movies. Bye.